0: Hello and welcome to I Want to Fight Araki, a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Close Analysis podcast. And today we are continuing our Battle Tendency conversation with Season 1, Episode 12 and 13, Battle Tendency, Episodes 3 and 4. I'm going to keep saying it like that for the remainder of uh, our Battle Tendency discussion. A very um, exciting
1: discussion indeed.
0: Yes. Uh, So, um, with all that said, let's just jump right into the summary real quick. So, as Joseph approaches the Nazi base, he is pursued by an assassin within the Nazi ranks who is ordered to capture Jojo, as von Stroheim seems to have a personal interest in him. Jojo quickly disposes of the Nazi by channeling some Haman through a cactus. Jojo then questions the assassin and learns that Speedwagon is still alive, giving Jojo renewed hope. Meanwhile, von Stroheim is able to successfully resurrect the Pillar Man who he, whom he named Santana after the Mexican wins. And definitely not after a famous rock star. While Santana, while Santana seems to display some childlike behavior, such as slipping in a puddle, Speedwagon warns von Stroheim not to underestimate the Pillar Man and that the Nazi major is making a big mistake. Von Stroheim decides to test Santana's combat abilities by unleashing a vampire, which Santana absorbs simply through skin-to-skin contact.
1: Consume.
0: Jojo, meanwhile, is able to sneak into the base by cross-dressing and using the confusion his outfit generates to knock out two Nazi guards and steal their uniforms. More chaos erupts in the Nazi lab as Santana has seemingly escaped his highly secure cell, However, after examining the security footage, von Straheim learns that Santana was able to escape by disassembling his skeleton and squeezing squeezing through a two-inch vent. Santana is able to ambush a Nazi grunt and begins wearing his body as a suit. Von Straheim decides to cut his losses and kill Santana, but bullets seem to have no effect. After the hail of bullets, Santana extends his finger and fires one of the bullets from his body with the same strength and velocity. Just before Santana is going to kill all the Nazis with his hail of bullets, Jojo appears and grabs some of von Stroheim's hair, infusing it with Haman and creating a shield. Santana acknowledges that Jojo is different from the others as the two are about to fight. Jojo begins asking Santana for a smile to the shock and utter surprise of von Stroheim and Speedwagon. Von Stroheim says that Santana needs to be destroyed, but Jojo says that he might not be that bad a guy. Meanwhile, Santana barely acknowledges Jojo as his accelerated learning teaches him to disassemble a gun. Santana eventually grows tired of Jojo's shenanigans and attempts to kill him. Jojo tries to fight back, but Santana's body acts as a natural ground, dispersing the Hamon. Santana knocks Jojo out and attempts to absorb him, but Jojo uses this opportunity to unleash a hamon charged blast inside Santana, ripping the Pillar Man in half. Santana is still alive, however, and von Stroheim remembers the one weakness of Santana, sunlight. Jojo uses a hamon charged chain to drag Santana's top half into the sunlight. Jojo almost reaches the door outside, but stumbles as Santana's body begins absorbing Jojo's energy and begins to reform. Von Stroheim, inspired by Jojo's courage, decides to open the door for Jojo, but is stopped again by Santana's body. In an act of tenacity, Von Stroheim a- asks Jojo to chop off his leg to gain freedom. Von Stroheim is able to open the door, but just before Santana is petrified, he dives into Von Stroheim's leg wound and attempts to wear him again as a suit. Von Stroheim is, is, willing to give, is not willing to give up, though, sorry about that, and pulls the pin on a grenade, willing to blow himself up to stop Santana. Just before he dies, von Straheim tells Jojo the real reasons the Nazis resurrected Santana. They had previously found three other Pillar Men, and knowing the damage they could do to the world, decided to kill them. Von Stroheim also informs Jojo that he will need to better himself with Hamon, and that there is someone in Italy whose Speedwagon knows and who can teach Jojo how to beat the Pillar Man. Von Straheim blows up, and, but Santana is still alive and dives directly into a well with Jojo, However, Jojo plays one last trick on Santana, the sun being directly over the well. Uh, I'm sorry. The sun is directly over the well, and with sunlight from two sources, Santana is finally petrified as Jojo mourns von Straheim's sacrifice. End of episodes.
1: Yo, I keep forgetting how wild this is. I am so prepared for this discussion <laughs> of these two surprisingly important episodes. I got my ceremonial robes on and everything. It's great
0: it's there's definitely a lot to talk about but you seem particularly excited so why don't you go ahead first
1: i mean so in the big be- i remember when i was watching these two episodes last night in the beginning i was like yo this this there's not going to be that much to talk about i was like you know i feel like the santana fight isn't that memorable but like after watching it for the third time <laughs> i have picked out some few things that i have found quite interesting just gonna I feel like we could start off first with the first thing I have written on my slightly less than one page of notes with more about my boy Joseph and elaborate yet, yet another example of him literally not caring about most things unless they affect him or someone he loves. Mm-hmm. He was very, very happy when he found out that Speedwagon was alive. He even little, little cry a little bit. Right. Um, <laughs> and he was even happier thinking about like wow arena's gonna be so happy to know that he's not dead
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and it's just like and i have nothing to say about the donovan fight that lasted like a whole minute
0: yeah i don't think we I really feel like, need to go into i feel that. like
1: donovan is actually the most forgettable character in the entire franchise
0: probably yeah. he's definitely he's definitely close. up there with dyer and uh i guess i mean dyer at Bill least is a memorable has a death main-
1: Dyer has a meme attached to him, so yeah. like he's a bit more
0: memorable.
1: <laughs> Donovan doesn't even have any memes.
0: Yeah, he just gets strapped to a cactus, and that's the last time we see him. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then I have one silly thing written down here, which I completely forgot about because for I'm like like going back and forth now, like watching one episode in dub and one in sub just for fun. <laughs> because I've seen both of them. I watched- Did you
0: watch the the meme part in sub
1: I did where, where von, like,
0: S- von Stroheim just goes speed wag gone yeah <laughs> like, I tried to says, write it
1: out he's like speed the wag gone it's just like, I'm so all glad right
0: calm was, down man
1: <laughs> it was very good I love okay I'm just, I just gotta say von Stroheim's voice actors both in English and in Japanese are fantastic Yes. Like, they picked, like, the best possible person in, bo- in both versions for him. They did, I've they him such justice.
0: I've just been watching the sub for this series. I haven't been going back and forth, uh, and I watched the sub the first time I watched the series, but, I mean, he, the actor, is just such a a, a lovable ham. I mean, and I think that's, that's partly why Von Stroheim is one of my favorite Battle Tendency characters. <laughs> I feel
1: like Von Stroheim's my second favorite character in Battle Tendency. Like, I feel like it's like for second favorite, it's like him and Wamu are kind of tied. Mm-hmm. And Wamu might be third, I don't know. But like I mean,
0: Battle Tendency has a lot of great characters for. Top sure. three
1: for me in Battle Tendency, it's gotta be Joseph Wamu and my boy Stroheim. Yeah. What a legend.
0: Um so I'm calling
1: him a legend because he's a Nazi, but he's a legend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so I think that's actually a good place to transition into talking about uh, Von Stroheim and where he is in this story right now because. Um, we're gonna see von Straheim again, despite the fact that <laughs>
2: he, he blew himself, himself
0: up with a grenade, and there- And
1: the fact that, like, there was literally no remains. Yeah, like, we don't see
0: any body parts. I mean, I guess somehow, there's the leg, but, like-
1: Somehow he- well, how-, how that, I don't- <laughs> how does- It doesn't I mean, explain as how, he, he, how he, as, as he says, German science is the best in the world, so. Yes.
0: But I actually think this is a super interesting way to- characterize a Nazi because I I feel like like I've always sort of said like I like Nazis are just so like um instantly hateable that if you can like if a story makes you empathize with one like I feel like that story is doing something right, you know, in terms of just playing with your emotions. They definitely do that with von Straheim. I mean the fact that he von Straheim is like, I feel like there would be a lot of stories where, like, even when Santana, like, escapes, the the Nazi would still be like, you know, oh, we gotta, like, harness this power for use against the Allies, but, like, von Straheim is just like, no, man, like, this presents, like, too much of a threat to the world, and, like, the fact that von Straheim is also willing to, I mean, not only have his leg cut off, but just, like, straight up die and kill himself in order to stop Santana. I mean, that's like a badass, you know, that's sort of a badass moment. And I, you know, like you said, I hate saying that because he's a Nazi, but that's what this story makes me feel. And I think it's sort of, I think a lot of characters in Battle Tendency, um, both the heroes and the villains have some moral complexity to them. It's very different as we've sort of been saying to phantom blood where the good guys are clearly the good guys and the bad guys are clearly the bad guys. Um, And I just think, I mean, the first, I mean, we're going to get deeper into that as we, you know, expand the cast of characters and as we spend more time with Joseph. But I think the first time where we really see like this, the show go, like, full on in terms of its, these are three-dimensional complex characters, is with von Stroheim, who, as we keep saying, is a Nazi, and that's, that's uncomfortable, but it's very, um, compelling, and it sort of makes me wonder what is being said about, uh, the nature of moral complexity, uh, in general. I just, it's,
1: it's very exciting because, one of my favorite things in the world is characters that are morally gray Mm
2: -hmm. that's
1: that's just like whenever i see that in anything i'm like yes this is the good shit (sighs) i like to write about it a lot like most of the characters that i write are never like morally good or bad entirely i like try to make them a little bit gray because it's just like it's boring without that
0: absolutely
1: and you got like oh i'm trying i'm trying to organize myself here Um, Once again, I've only ever seen, like, Nazis in media be portrayed in two different ways. And I feel like both of these ways are, like, the only ways that you should really, or maybe maybe not the only ways, but, like, actually, I'm going to say there's three ways that, like, I've seen Nazis, there's three, not two. Um, You either got them being portrayed as absolutely terrifying which makes sense because it was terrifying.
0: Absolutely.
1: And just like, and then you got also, then you got um, those that are just portrayed to be really stupid, like in Jojo Rabbit.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like, yeah, they're they're just comedic. Like they're the things that they believed were just so outlandishly ridiculous that they just decided to portray them as just being a bunch of idiots, pretty much.
2: And I feel but like
1: like just had too much access to firearms, and then you got Stroheim who was like sort of in the middle, where he was, like, actually shown to be, like, not, like, the worst person in the world, but also not a good person either. Right. kind of silly, but also at the same time, like, above all else, he admires bravery and courage over everything.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, the first time we see Von Stroheim in episode uh, uh, two of Battle Tendency, I mean, he's, he's pretty uh, intimidating as a villain. Um,
1: you no, know, he literally, like... He's getting, like, a haircut or something. Or, like, he's getting, like, his face shaved by this, like, lady. And then, like, she accidentally cuts him on Mm -hmm. the face. And then he was like, oh, we gotta lick it now. And she's just, like, licks his face. She really doesn't want to. But it's just like, wow, sir. Yeah, That's how he's introduced. And then he, like, out of nowhere just, like, starts screaming and being really dumb.
2: And he
0: murmurs And also
1: being kind of cool.
0: Yes. I mean, uh and like i mean I, you know we're going to get into this but like von Straheim is probably one of the like you know uh i don't know if like, like best isn't the word but he's like a v- consistent supporter of uh jojo in his quest to stop the pillar man i mean he i mean he percentage wise he's probably in the story just as much as Zappelli is in um uh Phantom Blood. And you know, that that's a pretty decent chunk to devote to a character who um is so like or, I don't know. I, I, I guess I just keep coming back to the fact of his of his Nazism and like <laughs> it sounds really silly but also like I mean I can't think of any other story where this would be the case and like you know Battle Tendency the original manga was like written in the 80s you know I mean there was still like a, you know it was not <laughs> people didn't especially didn't like Nazis then and so like but like you still make a Nazi like a major supporting character of this story and I think like it a, just- it's so well, weird.
1: <laughs> it, it is very strange to think about, but I feel like it's more like, I, I feel like it just sort of adds to the vibe that Pat Battle Tendency has because Battle Tendency has such an interesting vibe and I literally don't know how to describe it. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's just, it's so different from Phantom Blood in the best way possible because it's like, instead of like, ah, yes, there's the good guys and the bad guys, they're fighting each other. It's like, oh, it's like, in this part it's like literally nobody's entirely good and nobody's entirely bad and some of them decide to team up and like fight the others like cars he hates humans but like animals respect Mm -hmm. so it's like not entirely definitely not entirely good at all but like certainly not the most evil thing in the world and then you got like another character who's a nazi and then you got like but he's also like you know a chill dude sometimes who does good things occasionally and then you got Joseph, who is a lord of shit. <laughs> it's
2: just
1: like, and he doesn't really care much about the world. He just cares about protecting the people he loves. And like, of course, the Pillar Men were a threat to the entire world, therefore himself and the people he loves. So he like, he was just sort of forced to do it. He he was sort of like a re- he. I wouldn't, I'm not sure if I call him a reluctant hero, but like, definitely not like yet. Yeah, his goal wasn't to save the world. He just sort of did it yeah. by accident. <laughs> Not by accident, but like he just sort of got wrapped up in it, and just like, well, I might as well do it anyways.
0: Definitely. Um, but that being said, I think um, just to transition the the topic over to uh, JoJo, actually, or Joseph uh, is, um, is talking about. Uh, I feel like so. So I mentioned at the end of the uh, the summary that um, you know joseph feels really bad about von Straheim having to sacrifice himself i mean
1: yeah because he was like starting to like him in the weirdest way because you know he he, you know after like watching him be like cut off my leg and after like okay i'm gonna kill myself for the good of humanity obviously like wow respect you know
0: exactly and but at the same time um like von Straheim is like i mean Monsterheim like kidnapped Speedwagon and like yeah. all all these, you know, things he, he's the reason Santana is even a problem to begin with. And so
1: I mean he kind of rescued Speedwagon almost
0: Yes. Like, he was, I he mean was, it, like
1: on the brink of death and he was like, I I got you. Not obviously I mean, not you're, with you're, good you're, intentions. He wanted to get information out of him, but like he right. didn't kill him and he didn't torture him either.
0: Yes. Um But I guess to my point is that I feel like, like, Joseph is a very emotional guy. And um, we've talked a lot on this podcast about, um, like, the role emotionality and, like, accepting one's emotions plays in the greater uh, JoJo story. And I think- The JoJo verse. The JoJo verse, exactly. And I think and we're especially going to see this in contrast to um, Jotaro in Stardust Crusaders is that um, Joseph is a very emotional guy and that's sort of, I feel like that's what pushes him to like, to win at all costs because I mean, we've seen like Jojo is, or joseph is more than willing to um use like dirty tactics and underhanded techniques and trick and mess with people um to win the fight but i think the reason that he does that is because he allows him he allows himself to be emotional as a motivator um not so much in combat and Like just having that synergy is what makes him so effective as a fighter and what, you know, allows him to, uh, you know, I mean, we, we mentioned Donovan briefly, the assassin, professional Nazi killer, Joseph takes him down like within five seconds, you know, just because he's like, hey, Speedwagon might be alive. And I have to check that out, you know? He's a, um, he's a
1: good man. He's a shit lord, but a good man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, did you have anything more to add on uh, Joseph?
1: I do. I, f- I feel like the most interesting thing that happened when it came to like Joseph's development, of course, it was him at the end being like, oh no, Stroheim, I'm sad now.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I feel like the something even more interesting in that was how when he goes to save Speedwagon and there's just this very muscly, almost completely naked man there who is just like (laughs) killing everyone. (laughs) It's just Santana's there and he's just like, obviously this this guy is dangerous and he just starts like messing with him
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) and just like saying stupid stuff. He, like, he literally just walks up to him and just, like, boops him on the nose and says, you're it. Yes. Your hit. And, yes. <laughs> then, and then he just keeps messing with him. And then, the, like, Speedwagon is like, child, what the hell are you doing? You're gonna die.
2: <laughs> and
1: then he's just like, well, he's maybe he's not all that bad, you know? Maybe he could be reasoned with. And I thought that was really interesting because he's, like, kind of a temperamental person. And, of course, after, you know after Santana ends up threatening Speedwagon, he's like, okay, I have to fight you now, but he seemed to want to, like, since Santana hadn't done anything to him to, like, piss him off, he didn't want to fight him. Like, the first thing that he picked was diplomacy over fighting, which I thought was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, I feel like Jonathan in part one actually went for fighting first. Because there was many times where he just, like, went at Dio out of, like, not out of nowhere, really, but just, like, instead of trying to, like, talk things out, they were just like, I will fight you now.
0: I think at first, um, he, Jonathan is like, um,
2: Yeah, w- like, he wants to be Dio's,
0: he wants them to get along, but it it certainly hap- it, or it feels like it happens much quicker where Jonathan just goes full-on, I hate Dio's guts, I want to kill him, compared to, like, like, like Joseph... Yeah, it, took,
1: it took Santana, like, a couple of, like, st- a couple of dangerous things for Joseph to actually be like, okay, this guy's dangerous, I have to take right. him down. Like, it's it, he did at least a couple of things. It's like, it was, he, like, probably, like, hurt a few Nazis. He didn't care about the Nazis, of course, because, like, he doesn't know them. Right. And they're also Nazis. But then, like, well, he goes after Speedwagon. He's like, all right, I, I got I, you, you bad news now.
0: <laughs> he's a bad yeah jamma but yes, um, <laughs>
1: like despite the fact that he's so emotional and temperamental usually you know it's, it's I guess it's because Santana didn't piss him off or didn't like threaten him or Speedwagon he was just like well I don't feel like fighting right now I just diplomacy
0: right um, like, it's, it's
1: interesting because he doesn't like assume he's a bad guy
0: which I mean considering um everything i mean like not that, not that joseph knows a lot about the nature of the pillar men yet but just like you know hey this guy's got a connection to Straitso. um he's got a connection to the stone masks like those are all like really bad things but like he's still kind of willing to like be diplomatic or at least like you know don't mess with me, I won't mess with you type of uh, situation. And I think that's, that's pretty funny. Um, it's pretty it, funny and it, I think it says a lot about the character.
1: It really does. I don't know like exactly what it says. I'm trying to figure that out right now as we speak. But I just, like I remember I was watching it yesterday, I was like, wait, this is more interesting than I thought
0: it would be. <laughs> I think it's another show of, I mean, at least it's the way I am sort of reading it. I think it's just another show of Joseph's um, intelligence. You know, I mean, it's a lot smarter to, like, diffuse a situation without fighting. Um, and, and we sort of see, like, it's just kind of in Joseph Joseph's nature not to fight, like, directly. I mean, he's always trying to find an angle or a trick or something that, you know will separate him from, like, having to, like, go full-on into pistacuffs, you know?
1: Yeah. I feel like you could also say something about his intelligence in a slightly different way when it comes to him, like, just having the ability to predict what everyone is gonna say. Right. I feel like, because, because of that, it's obvious that he's very good at getting into people's heads and seeing things from their perspective. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I feel like that ability, just like, or just that way of thinking that he has that allows him to see things from other people's um, perspective and sort of get into their heads and realize why they'd be doing the things that they are doing. He realizes that, like, obviously, because of that, you can't ever assume that somebody is good or bad. And he knows that nobody is either really entirely good or entirely bad. Because once again, the Pillar Man didn't really. Despite the fact that they're like doing terrible things, they're not like when it comes to the I think like the cruelty that we see in most JoJo villains, they're like less cruel in a way.
0: Yeah, they're not maniacally laughing about their well, actually, plan. One of them is. Well, yeah, for sure. But I mean, I I mean even Cars, who is I would say the the most maniacal. It's not all he is, you know. It's Um, like, I feel
1: like they have more, the Pillar Men have more of a reason to be angry at humanity. Right. This is where I I might want to transition into into an interesting thought that I had. Environmentalism.
0: Yes, I'm interested interested to see what you have to say about this because I'm going to be honest, environmentalism was probably like the furthest thing from my mind when I was watching these, but uh, go ahead.
1: It just, like, appeared, so I have, like, several things, one of them going back to, like, Stroheim, so I just, like, I, after, like, watching Stroheim, like, once again, you got, like, the Nazi scientists, they're trying to sort of be gods in a way, they're, they're trying to do things that are unnatural, like, even if you, like, y'all, y'all know about history and what the Nazis did, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) and how they did a lot of very screwy experiments, and how they wanted to literally, like, take over the world, and, like, y'all, all, you know, all that, nazi mumbo jumbo whatever kind of bullshit right so you got and they're also not to mention because of that incredibly incredibly egotistical Mm -hmm. like to a fault and it's you know human ego a god complex trying to control nature and you almost got like the pillar men that like are nature and Mm. in, in a way because they're coming they're sort of like that's, you notice, like, cars once again, he's totally fine with killing people, but he actually, he's the only JoJo villain to not murder a dog. He saves a dog.
2: <laughs> like,
1: so you got that. He literally, like, saves a dog and kills the people that almost killed the dog just because, you know, the dog was innocent. And some interesting that I, I, me and my classic literature... Mark Twain believed that humans were the only creatures on earth that were capable of being evil because we had like a conscience and because we have higher thought, we are the only animals that can choose to be evil.
2: Mm.
1: Whereas animals can't choose. And most of the time they're just doing that to survive. So they can't, they cannot be evil nor good. So they're just innocent while people are not innocent I think that I'm trying to organize my notes here. (laughs) That's
0: well, while you're doing that, I'll I'll add is, I mean, that's really interesting. Um, I think especially thinking about, uh, Santana and the eventual rest of the pillar men as nature, because I mean, you think about like Santana is in this, like, in, I mean, for the time, obviously it's like 1930 something. um, the cell that he's in is like super advanced it's got like flamethrowers and like bombs and like like, just insane amounts of weapons and technology and like he he gets out like super easily um
1: it's an, another interesting point you're bringing up cuz generally you know coronavirus tm how since people <laughs> since people aren't really i don't want to sound like it, like too much of a crazy environmentalist i mean i guess you could consider me that but i'm not like that crazy <laughs> i'm i'm kind of crazy just 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 a tiny bit like <laughs> as long as you're not
0: knocking on my door with greenpeace i'm okay <laughs> i am
1: not doing that i i i neither have the time nor desire to do that
0: <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Uh, where was I going with this? <laughs>
0: uh, you crazy environmentalist! You Ooh, were gonna what, say something. What like I said before
1: that. <laughs> oh my
0: god! I brought up the uh, um, Santana in the cell and how he gets out. Ah uh,
1: yes, how like coronavirus people are not occupying things anymore, and like ha- it's it's very easy for nature to take something back. Mm-hmm. They like, y- you ever like hear or like see any of the videos for like Chernobyl now? Like, animals have taken it over, like, the buildings are all, like, covered in plants. And literally, oh, yeah, like, yeah, there's, yeah. like, wild wolves living in this radioactive area, and they're all just vibing.
0: Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> it's, get- it's getting all, uh, what's that? It's- what's that movie? Annihilation, I think?
1: It's it's very easy for nature to take back the world, and I feel like it's, it's weird symbolism here, where, like, obviously the Pillar Men... They don't really. They're sort of like indifferent to, or at least have and like have respect for other animals because they're like innocent and not evil.
2: Mm -hmm. But
1: their main goal, they don't really want to hurt any of the animals or the plants on the world. They want to like. It's I, I forgot whether they wanted to kill all of the humans or if they wanted to like. Just sort of like, I don't know the right word. Like just colonize the world again and just control all of the humans i forgot what they were trying to do but either way their only target was humans and it was like you can sort of like
2: well
1: as nature taking you know getting very annoyed by how especially the nazis tm are treating the world and being like okay the pillar men be waking up now because of their insane curiosity it's like it's not even like some, like, Earth God just being like, ah, yes, I need to kill them now, is just because that they were a little bit too curious and a little bit had too much of a God complex, so they decided to bring back these Pillar Men not knowing, you know, what they would do. It also goes into, like, you know, sometimes people get too curious and do things that they shouldn't do. Like some mm-hmm. people are trying to create a black hole on earth right now. Why would you try to do that? <laughs> That's not a very good idea.
0: Um, <laughs> just,
1: you know, doing something that blows up in your face, you kind of deserved it, you know?
0: Yes. Uh, I, I, I think I just had a couple, one or two quick thoughts uh, about the, Santana as nature or the Pillar Men as, ho- as a whole as nature uh metaphor is you think about um like Santana is he he's not wearing any clothes really he except for like a little cloth covering <laughs> he's got his, a loin cloth he's got a loin cloth going on so like he is very like he's not wearing anything manufactured you know it's all natural sort of uh um, he's
1: got horns which is interesting
0: he's got horns but those horns are like a part of his biology as well that's Um, i don't the
1: pillar men have horns that's just like a very like strange little detail yeah that's just vibing and like okay
0: um
1: i mean it's kind of cool they're supposed to be like demons like thought of as demons or gods by the Aztecs, you know.
0: Right. Um, and then the other thing I was thinking of is like, like Santana barely acknowledges um, everyone else. Like, like I, you know, we have these two episodes dedicated to this Santana fight and conversation. I think Santana maybe says about like twenty words in total. Yeah, I Santana's mean, Santana's
1: low key like pretty interesting but no one like cares about him
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like, like literally point, he
1: just wait continue
0: <laughs> uh, well just to wrap up really quick and then you can go is uh I guess just my point is like he's indifferent to uh, what's going on and that's sort of like well he's, in, he's indifferent to what's going on up until Jojo comes into the picture but I think that indifferent sort of again is another tie into. Him being as nature, you know, like nature doesn't care. Like it'll
2: it just kill vibes. you.
0: It'll take you over. You know, it'll take over Chernobyl. You know, it it just vibes exactly.
1: It, it's just like if you let it grow, then it just will.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's just
1: talk about the Lorax now. You know that song. <laughs> <laughs> one um, of My favorite things in the world was is, I, I love the Lorax. It's so like it's it's actually like kind, It kind of slaps, but it's also really
0: stupid. You're talking about the movie.
1: Yes, the movie. The the Dr. (laughs) Seuss book is great and I vibe with it, but like the movie is just like you got that guy who's like, let it die, let it (laughs) let it shrivel up and die. And then you got all right, I'm gonna stop talking about the Lorax. Yeah,
0: not to go off on a tangent, but isn't Taylor Swift in that movie? I don't know. He's like the love interest? Probably. Anyway, JoJo.
1: I feel like said like all all the pillar men are actually like kind of interesting. Like I made this point in the last episode where it's like, if it was just one of them, then it would just be like, eh. But I feel like just the four of them combined are interesting. Like on their own, each one of them is not that interesting, but you know, combined they kind of are. You got sand; they're all like very different from each other as well. That's that's something I've noticed recently. Like they're all so different from each other. Mm-hmm. And and Santana is like a child in the weirdest way. Because he is like supposed like the, I guess the youngest of the Pillarmen. He's like a like a like a child kind of.
0: Yes, I believe that's true.
1: Yeah. He, and you then... know, one of the ones that Cars and ACDC raised. And he was just like literally vibing around, just incredibly curious about everything. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't really he doesn't seem to like look down upon people. He kind of does. Well, I don't he's know. More ke- he, he looks, he's not like, he, he I guess he does look down upon them. He's just not like malevolent.
0: He has like- a more, he's more like naturally interested in the world compared to um, the future Pillar Men who are more focused on, you know, world domination. <laughs> like they don't really have an interest in like, the world and learning things and stuff like that because I think especially, I mean, we're not quite at it yet. I think it's in the next two episodes that we're going to be looking at. Uh, Um, But I believe when the other three Pillar Men are brought back and resurrected, they don't really, they don't act like Santana acts when Santana is brought back. Um,
1: Santana's just like literally he like trips <laughs> and he, yeah, he like where am I? <laughs> trips He's just them. like very confused obviously because he did not wake up where he went to sleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god what happened in the last thousand years? <laughs> it's like
1: you know that vine where it's just there's this dude sleeping on an air mattress and a bunch of his friends just like take the air mattress and like it's like push it out into like the middle of a pond and he wakes up (laughs) just in the middle of a pond and he
2: screams. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if
1: I was Scented, I'd be a bit alarmed as well because like instead of like being in a pillar and you're like in this cave in the jungle, it's just like you're in this giant metal fortress, I'd be like, huh. But obviously he's like totally confident in the fact that he's not gonna die even though he pretty much does. Because you know they're like ah humans they they're not harm you know they're harmless right like that that's why I thought that he's like maybe he doesn't look down upon them it's more like he just doesn't see them as a threat
0: maybe yeah. he does
1: they're just I mean, like uh, they're just like another animal to him
0: I think he calls them like lesser beings or like inferior beings or something uh, like that but I I mean I I do think what you're saying is right that he you know again he, he thinks barely of them acknowledges as like cows. Them. Yes, exactly. That's just a good like, way to put ah, it. Ah,
1: yes, I can eat them if I want to, but I'm just gonna vibe around. What is this gun? <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm take gonna it take apart. <laughs> I'm take this apart and just figure. It. He like he actively tries to figure out how things work just because he's just like obviously confused and very curious. And I thought that was kind of an interesting way to portray him.
0: Yes, I, I, w- I would definitely agree. I mean. Yeah, it's funny, we were sort of saying before we recorded this, um, that like Santana is like we didn't think we would have a lot to say on Santana. I don't um, think I would
1: either. And then I like started writing notes vigorously last night.
0: Yeah. Um I I mean I, I just think that's really interesting. I don't know, praising ourselves there. Not really what you it's guys are good here stuff. for. Um,
1: see, we, we're allowed to have intelligent thoughts every once in a while. Um, <laughs> we are permitted, occasionally, to on, have a brain cell.
0: Once every blue moon. Um, let's see. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about, or you want to get into more of the sillier stuff uh, in these episodes? Ooh, I have...
1: Uh, hold up. I'm tra- Okay, I have one more... One more semi-serious actually serious thing um about stroheim and joseph and the relation between those two they're both very gutsy Mm -hmm. and stroheim is even more gutsy he's an absolute mad lad as we would call him um (laughs) I, i like in the end when stroheim's literally about to blow himself up as a treat he, ref- he literally just starts referring to Joseph as Englishman and I feel like referring to him as that sort of like it, I don't know the word for it it just brings more light to the fact that I forgot exactly what year it takes place in but the like you know England and Germany are like a, either at war or about to go to war
2: yeah I and mean it's that- just
1: like but at the same time they like sort of Created this camaraderie between the two of them just to take down this common enemy. So I feel like just like the fact that he just calls him Englishman just sort of like shows that yes, the two like the, these are literally like two, like I guess you could say, natural enemies, and yet they're you know collaborating for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And you know, like that Stroheim, like despite being once again a Nazi, has <laughs> <laughs> has like trusts Joseph. To tell him this information because he trusts that he could save the world from the pillar men you know this, despite being a literal nazi he still values the glory of humanity itself above all else and just general bravery and he he doesn't he doesn't a little quotey thing here they always be quoting stuff some greek philosopher Plutarch, i think yes joheim quotes him says human greatness lies in the ability to face one's fears and i was like good for you sir that's mm-hmm. that's that's what he believes in and that's just that like last quote that he pretty much said before he dies, sort of not well, he doesn't die <laughs> he does not die he he comes back dies
0: for now <laughs> he's
1: dead for now like that just that quote just like sums up what he's all about is that despite the fact that once again <laughs> he's a nazi <laughs> that he, you know, once again, he, like, the thing even above the fact, you know, his beliefs in Nazism, and, like, that German science is the greatest in the world, there is something that he believes above that, and that is, once again, that human greatness lies in the ability to face one's fears. Basically, the reason people are great is because they have the ability to be brave.
0: Yeah, I I think that's um, an excellent point. I also think that, that quote is especially poignant in these two episodes where um, I, I think these are down... These are probably the scariest and freakiest episodes Yeah, they got
1: some body horror going on. Though. Yeah,
0: I mean, the image of Santana squeezing his body through the vent, um, the, the first Nazi that he, like, starts wearing as a suit... It's um, just disturbing. He, like, there's a part where... I can't remember if it's that Nazi or which some other Nazi. I don't Nazi, know which
1: Nazi. Some but other Nazi.
0: <laughs> who's Nazi is it anyways? Um, <laughs> there's a part where it's, like, shot from the back, and, like, the the dude's back is just, like, freaking out. Like, it's just stretching. And, I mean, it's really pretty terrifying the first time you watch it. Um, part
1: two has a lot of body horror.
0: Yes. <laughs> But I, okay, I like
1: all the parts kind of have a lot of body horror, but like part two especially.
0: He sort of faces that ultimate uh not just fear of Santana um like messing up his body, but just like death in general. E. Um okay. I gotta
1: say though, if I could not watch JoJo if it was anything but 2D animation.
0: Yeah, oh <laughs> if it my was God. if
1: it was 3D animation, if it was live action, no, I am I refuse. <laughs> like we I'm very squeamish when it comes to like gore in like 3D and like live action stuff. But like the fact that it's 2D makes it like incredibly tolerable for me.
0: We've debated a lot about whether or not we're gonna cover the um Diamond is unbreakable. Live oh, action. Oh no, we movie. are going to. Oh, we I are. want to. All right, we're deciding it now. <laughs> we're, we're doing. It. I'm deciding it right Diamond now. Diamond is unbreakable. Live we're definitely movie.
1: gonna be having some hiatuses because Stone Ocean. So yeah. obviously we're gonna cover that stuff. We're gonna become a gaming channel for a short period of time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm
0: Crossover very with excited for that. Um. Anyway, uh, we can get in, all into that later. Um, I kind of want to talk about some of the, stuff uh, well, let's just talk about the silly stuff in these Speed episodes. The wagon. Be the lagong, be the Why? It's so good. It's hilarious, but why? Um,
1: why not? That is the question that you should be asking. That's
0: true. Um, I the part where um, this is kind of silly, kind of disturbing is Santana has is able to control his ribs and, like, oh. shoot out from in front of him and, like, try that's and That's, like, crush. his
1: signature move and he uses it once.
0: Yes, and it's, like, it it's just such a, like, what the hell moment. Well, um, all the
1: Pillar Men, like, have this ability to do, like, that's there's that one, like, special ability that they do and it's always something really gross. Except Blom- Wambus well, isn't very gross. Yeah. It's, like, it's like slightly gross. It's, like, he just, like, tubes and lungs and wind. It's, it's gross if mo- you think
0: about it. Because it's that's gross all if part you of think about biology, it. But, but it uh,
1: doesn't look that gross. And then you got, like, Santana's just, like, rib. Uh, and then you got, like, Cars well, Cars we're, doesn't we're look th- that gross. It's just, like, yes, I will. my bones will become very sharp and come out of my arms sometimes. But it actually looks kind of cool. We're not at the... ACDC... We'll-
0: <laughs> Yeah, which we've already talked about MCVC. before on this podcast. <laughs> uh, how gross has the grossest
1: mean. powers in JoJo. Like, one of the grossest. It's, like, then you got, like, you got, like, baby face in Part five, which is really gross. Oh, yeah, For, yeah. like, a different reason, but it's still gross. Then you got, you know, there's the, the so many gross powers in JoJo.
0: <laughs> um, I, so there's that. Um, I'm trying to think what, uh, oh, um, all of there's a part where Von Stroheim is um, like, oh, I remember what happens. Uh, uh, Santana trips and falls and, because of the, the water from the sprinkler system, and Von Stroheim his voice actor in the sub just loses it. I mean, he <laughs> oh, yeah. is cackling like a madman. Um,
1: and it's not even like a scary sort of cackling. It's just like very stupid.
0: Yeah, it just like makes me like snicker every time <laughs> I get to that part.
1: Literally, um, Santana's just vibing. He literally, like, it, it's interesting to see, like, ah, yes. It's still, it, I mean, it makes sense for Stroheim to find it funny. Because, one, I you know, people falling over is just a funny thing. And then, two, it's like Santana's like, ah, yes, I, you know. Yeah,
0: that's the other people thing. People in
1: the olden days used to think of me as a god. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to fall now.
0: Santana's, like, trip and fall is so... Like deadpan, like it's yeah. the first thing that, hap- that we see Santana do, and he's, his face is like straight, like he doesn't as care. he falls, it's so wacky. Um,
1: oh gosh, part two is great.
0: The fight with Donovan is super wacky. Um, cactus explode, cactus explode. Uh, he, he, It's a weird thing, but like every once in a while, there will be a throwaway JoJo villain who's just really into showing off their tongue. And Jonathan is that character for Battle Tendency.
1: You got the Oh, I want to make a list of all of them now. (laughs) (coughs) I'm going to make a list of all the weird tongue people. And I'm also going to make a list of who I think are the most well-written characters and Stroheim is at least in the top 10, I think
2: for sure.
1: he He's, he's up. He's like, you know, he's, he's not nearly the highest, but he's like, you know, he's, he's on the list.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my God. We didn't, we barely talked about the cross-dressing, didn't we? Oh my
1: God. <laughs> Wait, how could we forget about that? I literally have it written down here. He's literally, my boy just doesn't have any shame at all. He doesn't care. He was it. like, he, he knows it won't work. He just feels like doing it because it's fun, you know. He's just vibing.
0: And I love that he is like, he is personally like. So like the Nazi tequila. guards are like, yeah he, he he's got tequila first off, and then the do Nazi do, 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 guards. Do, 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 do. And then the Nazi guards um, are like insulting him like oh like you're so ugly like what are you even trying to do man. And he's like, personally offended by yeah, that. Yeah, he was like, like,
1: hold on, I thought I was a very beautiful woman.
0: Um, <laughs> Excuse I, me. The other thing that I think is kind of funny is, to, like, 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 in the beginning, you know, he, he uses the Hamon-charged Coquadal to deal with the, um, the police officers, which, by the way, just thinking about it, the police officers and these two Nazi guards, like, have quite a <sighs> resemblance. Similar vibes themselves uh, like there's a fat one and there's a skinny one um, and they're also both kind
1: of you know either either terrible. sexist or racist one of the two or both. Exactly.
0: some form of bigotry um, <laughs> and so but so like he he charges the tequila bottles with Haman but instead of using the corks to knock out the Nazis he uses the corks to hit a coconut tree and then the coconuts hit the Nazis which I don't even know if it's possible to have coconuts (laughs) in the middle of the Mexican desert. Um,
1: I I don't think coconuts grow around there. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they don't.
0: (laughs) Probably a safe assumption not to.
1: Thomas, am I giving you flashbacks to college? (laughs) I used to constantly sing that just... Like, literally, when I don't have anything to say, I just start like singing tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Like, every time we were walking down the street, at least once.
0: Um, yeah, I don't even know how how to fully respond to that on this podcast. You don't don't have to move past it.
2: Um,
0: (laughs) Um, so. Also, speaking of things in the middle of the desert, what where why is the base where it is? It's <laughs> just that question. like one building and nothing else for miles. And like
1: I mean the Nazis, they, they really they
0: like they want to be sneaky. But it's not that it's one building in the middle of no it's not that sneaky. <laughs> That's true. I um, mean but- and there's also, like,
1: roads around there. My boy had a motorcycle.
0: I guess that's... It's just the way it's shot makes it look like there's nothing else around. And there's, like, women there who are, there. Who are, who are went- trading stuff. And, like, wha- like where did they come from? Like
1: They walked walk several walk miles. <laughs> They're badasses.
0: That's fair, yeah. They walk um,
1: several miles. Or oh, maybe it wasn't several miles. So
0: one hypothetically badass woman in this uh part, but uh Arena. Almost there. uh And also
1: I feel like Arena is as as I've said once again, Arena is a badass. She doesn't even fight, but she's just a badass for other reasons. That's true. <laughs> Lisa Lisa deserved better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. We're gonna get to that we're gonna though. we're
1: gonna be talking about though that though I think both of
0: us have words absolutely um, all right, so um, do you have any last minute things to add?
1: I do not think I do
0: okay, so with all that said, um, if you want to follow me uh, see all the silly stuff I talk about, um, you can follow me at Thomas M. Brickman on Twitter. I also do another podcast, um, with my buddy Kevo, uh, Hello, called yes. Post Game Content. You can find the podcast, you can listen to it on YouTube, uh, you just search up Post Game Content. You can also follow updates for that podcast at Post Game Con, that's at Post Game Con on Twitter. Oh, you done? Yes, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, <so. laughs>
1: You can, you can see all, so I I try to alternate with my tweets where it's like some, it'll be funny and then like, and then insightful and then depressing. So if you want all of that, you can follow me on the tweet, er, at, at Emily (laughs) Vinkles.
0: And if you want to see all the, the hilarious memes, the updates, everything that we're doing regarding this podcast, you can follow, uh, the social medias for that, um, at I want to fight Araki on Instagram and I want to fight Ar1 on Twitter. Uh, keep up with the show, all the goings on, and I believe that is it. With all that said, we or will see. Gucci. We're Gucci. Uh, hold on, I have something to say after we're done recording. That we're done recording, <laughs> but and um,
1: know what it's going to be about too.
0: Yes. Uh, so, but regardless, we'll see you guys next time for when we cover. Uh, Joe's Bizarre Adventure Battle Tendency episodes 5 and 6, season 1, episodes 14 and 15. We'll see you guys then.